You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. As always, I am super stoked that you are here, and I am also excited to be here. I batched a ton of podcast episodes earlier in the summer, so a lot of the intros and episodes and everything that you've heard over the last few weeks, those have actually been prepped like a couple months in advance. I I think I had mentioned earlier I wanted to take some time just to have as little on my plate as possible over the summer. Um, I had a lot of things going on in my businesses and I had a two-week breathwork facilitator training, which we'll talk about in a second. And so I wanted to just make sure everything was set and ready to go for the podcast. So I haven't actually sat and done anything for the podcast in quite a while. And I'm recording this on a Thursday and this episode is due to come out on Tuesday. So I'm like... There's a four-day lag here, and that's like I think the closest I have done a recording to release date in I don't even know how long. It's been crazy. Um, I'm just going to give you a heads up. My dog Lucy's hanging out beside me, and she's developed this really fun little habit where she loves to nibble on my bed sheets. So you might hear a little bit of nibbling. You might hear her teeth chattering. Um, that's just my dog being nervous beside me. You know, we've all got our stuff. We've all got our baggage and Lucy is no different. So thank you for allowing Lucy to be her authentic self. I feel like I've got a lot of stuff that I want to talk to you about today. I almost wish that we could just hang out and go for coffee and I could hear all about what you're doing and I could share everything about what I've been up to, but I'm going to try and keep it as brief as possible. We do have one specific thing that I want to talk to you about today, and that is your environment and how your environment shapes how you show up in the world and how you can alter your environment to be more supportive of you showing up as your brightest, boldest self. But before we get into that, I want to just talk about a little bit of the shifts that have been happening over here in my world as of late. So as I mentioned just a few moments ago, I spent two weeks at the end of August over on Salt Spring Island. So if you live here in the lower mainland area or in BC, you know that Salt Spring is like a very hippie, good vibey kind of place. And I spent two weeks in a tent over there doing a 10-day breathwork facilitator training. And I think it was back in episode... 74, I could be wrong on that, but it was uh, quite a few episodes ago where I talked about my experience doing holotropic breath work and how that was such a life-changing moment for me. And I was really, really excited to take this 10-day deep dive into this breath work facilitator training. And when I initially registered back in February, I thought for sure it was that same style of breath work. I thought it was the holotropic breath work where it's like very intense and very forceful breathing. I explained it to a lot of people like it's almost like forced hyperventilation. And I wanted this, I wanted to be able to facilitate this really big and dramatic experience. I wanted that intensity. And 
A few months after signing up, I actually learned that the style that I was going to be learning was conscious connected breathing. And conscious connected breathing is known to be a more gentle form of breath work than holotropic breath work. And the form of conscious connected breathing that I learned, breath wave, is an even more gentle version. And I'm not going to lie, my ego got a little bit upset. I wanted that intensity. I wanted that really bold, powerful experience. And I was under the impression that that powerful experience was only accessible by having that hard, intense nature accompanied with it. And I learned over those 10 days that some really, really, really big shifts can happen when we soften, when we let go of that intensity. And I had to laugh after because I realized that this is a recurring lesson in my life. I used to live by such an intense nature where I was always go, go, go. We need the hardest workout. I need to push myself. I need to do all of these big things to prove something. And I thought that the only meaningful results that I could achieve came from doing the really, really hard things. And I'm being reminded over and over and over again in these last 18 months that there is strength in the softness, that we can have impactful experiences, big shifts, that we can make big moves when we just surrender to that simplicity and that flow that is available to us at all times. Now, I'm not saying that I have fully 100% embraced this idea. I right now feel as though I have, and everything that I experienced in those two weeks, the sweetness of life, the gut-wrenching sadness, the rage that I didn't know I was capable of experiencing, all of those things have led me to feel more soft, to feel more easeful in my work and in my day-to-day. And I know at some point I'm going to forget I'm a human. I know I'm going to get caught up in all of the stuff that's going on. But my hope is that I can remember how easy things can be and that I pull myself out of that intensity before I burn myself into the ground as I have the tendency to do so. And so I wanted to share this with you because I wanted to just essentially give you permission, if that's what you feel you've been needing, to really find some ease in the way that you show up in your world, in your work, in the things that you do. If you've been feeling like you have to do things the hard way and that the only meaningful results or that the only way you can be successful is by hustling your ass off and by working really, really hard and burning yourself out and, you know, almost taking that deserving mentality like, oh, I worked hard, so I deserve this thing. I want to invite you to explore that all of the love, all of the success, the abundance, whether it's financial or otherwise, all of those things that you're looking for in your life, you're already deserving of them. You being here means that your worth is inherent and you do not have to work so, so hard all of the time just to be deserving of those things that you want because you're already deserving of them. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I know it can be a little bit of a hard concept to grasp, especially because we live in this world that is a very conditional based society. You know, 
I even catch myself. My boyfriend wanted to take a day off work the other day and I was like, yeah, you deserve it. You've been working really hard. Take the day off. And I caught myself, thankfully, because I want him to feel that he can take a day off whether he's been working hard or not. He's not a slacker, so I know he's not going to just take it easy and not show up to work and not do all of the things. But, you know, I hope you understand where I'm going from here. You know, we talk about taking a vacation and people are like, yeah, you deserve it. You've been working really hard. And maybe, just maybe, we all deserve a vacation. We all deserve a break. We all deserve some ease and some joy and some play. Not because we've been working hard, but just because. So sit with that for a little bit. You know, maybe you need to stop this podcast episode. What does that bring up in you? Does it make you feel a little triggered? Does it make you get upset and make you feel like, what is Ariana talking about? I work hard and I deserve all of these things. And if you're feeling triggered by this, I invite you to just kind of sit with that and ask why that triggers you. And if you're feeling like maybe this is something that you would like to explore, but you're not fully able to embrace that idea, or maybe you don't believe it's for you, then that's an opportunity to look at for where those subconscious beliefs stem from. Where does that belief that you have to work hard in order to get results come from? And how can you begin unpacking that belief so that you actually can get results in an easy way? Because it kind of can be easy. Like, yeah, there's going to be hard stuff. And I still like to go for hard bike rides and do challenging workouts and stuff like that. But there's a difference between doing some hard stuff now and then because it's good for us. It helps us build that strength and resiliency and doing things the hard way all of the time, because that's the only way we believe that we will get something meaningful from it. So that's just a little snippet of the many, many, many experiences that I had over those 10 days. The lessons are still unfolding. It's all still manifesting in my life in a number of different ways. So I'll have a lot of different things to share with you, whether it's here on the podcast or through Instagram or my newsletters or anything like that. And I really also hope that the shifts that happen to me on an emotional level, on a soul level, that those will be apparent without me even really having to talk about them, that you will be able to notice a different way that I am showing up and the different offers that I'm making to the world and the way that I'm serving and all of these things, because that's ultimately what this is all about. You know, sharing and talking and everything is one thing, but I also hope that I can just show you the, the shifts that took place and the magic that is unfolding within And before I dive into our topic today, I did just want to let you know, I've mentioned this on the last few episodes, but applications for my mastermind, which is now newly named as the Heart-Centered Leadership Academy, are now open. So if you're listening to this episode the day that it comes out or around that time, uh, today is Tuesday, September 17th. I opened up applications on Monday the 16th, and I will be accepting applications until Friday the 27th. So it gives you some time to, you know, come up with some thoughtful answers to the questions that I'm asking. This is an application only. I am being selective about who I bring into the program because I want to make sure that everybody who's involved is going to be supportive and is going to contribute to the growth of other participants. So I'll put a link to the application form in the show notes. On that page, we'll give you all of the details about the program 
Um, I also hosted a free info session um, last night. So I'm saying this on Thursday, which is actually going to happen on Monday. But if you're listening to this, it was last night. I know it's weird. Um, But I'll put a link to that info session as well. If you want to watch it, it's like a 30 minute informal chat, just kind of going deeper in detail about everything that I've outlined on the page that actually outlines the program. Um, so if you are a heart centered business owner, if you have an established business already that is generating an income, if you are serving clients and you are ready for your next breakthrough in your business, if you're ready to make more impact and you're ready to make more income while you're doing it, I would really invite you to apply applications do not guarantee anything like from both sides. So even if I get your application and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I would love to have you join. And then you decide you don't want to, that's okay too. So head over to the show notes and click on that link and get your application in. All right. Okay. Let's dive into our topic today. And like I said in our intro, which was a very long intro, uh, today we are going to be talking about your environment. And I'm not talking so much about the environment as in the trees and all of the little critters that live around us as much as I love all of those things and I consider myself a huge tree hugger. That's not what we're talking about today. Today what I want to talk about is your actual physical environment, the spaces that you immerse yourself into, the people who you spend time with, the things that you fill your headspace with. And this is a really important thing to talk about because our environments really do shape how we show up in the world. You know, there's this whole argument of nature versus nurture. And if you're not familiar with that, basically the essence of it is, do we become who we are because of our genetics or do we become who we are because of the environments that we're raised within? And if you have been doing any kind of research around the science of epigenetics or anything like that, you'll understand that it's actually not a this or a that situation. It's actually a uh, genetics and environmental situation. So our genes can actually express themselves in different ways based on different environmental factors, which is insane, but also not because like, if you just think about your body and all of the trillions and trillions of cells that are working right now and doing all of these millions of processes simultaneously, and that all of that is happening in your body, and that the world that you are looking at right now is actually an upside down version of what's actually going on, and that this whole experience of life is really just a projection. The idea that our genes can express themselves differently under different uh, environmental conditions is really not that crazy. <laughs> um, but really why this matters is I saw this a lot with my fitness coaching clients and I am starting to see this a lot in my business coaching clients. I'm seeing it a lot in myself and I'm seeing it just by, you know, being the observer and watching how people interact in the world. And one thing that I notice with a lot of my fitness coaching clients is that the majority of the ones who are the most successful, not all of them, but the majority of the ones who are the most successful, they had an environment that was conducive to them working towards and succeeding in their goals. 
So they spent time with people who supported them, not necessarily people who were always on the same page. You know, not all of their friends always wanted to go to the gym or were into journaling and doing these different things that they were doing to improve their well-being. But their friends were at least supportive of them and they weren't giving them a hard time when they wanted to do something different than go to a bar or to go out for a burger for dinner. They would be open to the idea of maybe grabbing a lighter dinner and going for a walk or of trying a workout class for a hangout. The clients who I found who did better than some of my other clients, and you know, better is subjective, but in this Uh, in this realm, what I mean by that is that they were more successful in their goals. They felt better. They felt more accomplished. They made some meaningful changes in their lives. Those clients also shifted their physical environment to be more supportive of their goals. So it could be something as simple as leaving a foam roller out by the television to remind them to do their foam rolling. It could be something like not keeping their cupboards stacked full of cookies and candy and chips and treats and things like that when they were making a conscious effort to improve their eating habits and didn't want to have to like muscle their way through saying no to the cookies every single time they opened their cupboards. And I'm seeing this with my business coaching clients as well. My clients who reach higher levels of success and abundance in their businesses. My clients who are able to serve more clients who are sharing their messages more authentically, they're the ones who are getting out in the community and are supporting or surrounding themselves by other like-minded people, entrepreneurs or not. They're the ones who go out and find those action takers, those inspiring people, the ones who lift them up, the ones who are further ahead and who are doing the things that they want to do. On the flip side, and this is actually not so much from clients who I'm working with. This is more from the angle of like clients who have done um, consultation calls with and have not even clients. So they're people who have inquired about working with me, people who I've encountered through the entrepreneurial community that I run. The ones who are not doing as well are the ones who are surrounding themselves with other people who are not doing as well and people who are complaining about why they're not able to do well. So imagine this. Let's say you have a challenge in your business. Maybe you are trying to fill some workshops and you're having a tough time getting people into your workshops. What do you think is going to work better for you? Surrounding yourself with a few people who are growth oriented, who provide you different opportunities and who are like, Hey, did you think about reaching out to this group of people? Have you tried this way of marketing? Hey, is there maybe something in your messaging that's not landing with your client? Or are you feeling self-doubt around this? And is that somehow coming across in your marketing? Would you want to surround yourself with people like that? Or would you want to surround yourself with people who are like, oh, I know, isn't it so hard? People in the city just don't want to do anything. No one's interested in going to workshops. Nobody wants to do these things. People don't want to pay for this, yada, yada, yada. I could go on. Like the amount of things that I hear from people about why they can't be successful just boggles my mind. So think about that. Which one seems more inspiring? Which one do you think is going to lead you to going out and taking some positive action in your business? 
you might be one of those go-getters and maybe if you hang out with that latter group of people who are all doom and gloom about why nothing is ever going to work, you may be like, you know what, screw you guys, I'm going to go prove you wrong and you go and do the damn thing, which is great. But if you really are in that space in your business where maybe you're new or maybe you have been doing this for a while and you're stepping into new territory and you're already feeling like a little shaky, a little like, can I do this? Those thoughts of self-doubt are creeping in. Who do you want to spend your time with? The ones who are going to lift you up or the ones who are going to give you reasons as to why it's not possible? I don't know about you. But I like to surround myself with the people who uplift me, who show me what's possible for me. Because as heart-centered business owners, as service providers, as coaches, healers, wellness professionals, practitioners, all of those things, what we do for our clients is not teach them the latest foam rolling technique, or we don't give them the best meal plans. Like, sure, maybe we do those things, but what we're actually doing for them is we're showing them what's possible for them. And so we also deserve to be immersed in groups of people who show us what's possible for us. I'm sure you've heard that you are a sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you haven't heard that before, well, there's a little knowledge bomb for you. And if you have heard it before, really take a look at who you're spending the most of your time with. Are these people supporting you in becoming the person that you are truly meant to be? Are they supporting you in building this wildly successful, impactful business that helps the people that you want to help, that makes the difference in the world that the world needs from you right now? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who are pulling you down or are giving you an out? are making it easy for you to make excuses for yourself. Ultimately, the onus is on us. That's why I think that it's called the onus is because it's on us. The onus is on us to go out and do the thing on our own. You know, as a personal trainer, I can't do my clients burpees for them. I can do them with them and I can cheer them along, but I can't actually go out and do burpees and have that translate into a benefit for my client. So we can't expect to just hang out with inspiring, supportive people and all of a sudden have this massively impactful business. It doesn't work that way. But what we can do is draw upon that energy that's being shared. Use that inspiration. Use those glimpses of what is possible for us that we get from those people and use that as fuel to our fire to go out and make shit happen, to go out and share our message, to launch that thing that we've been thinking about that we're really, really scared about, but we know we want to put out in the world to finally go out and do it to reach out to that person who we think can have a big impact on our business, to go after the opportunities. We can do that on our own. You can do it all on your own, but it is so much easier if you are supported and if you're surrounded by a group of like-minded individuals who are as committed to your growth as they are to their own growth. I really can't stress that enough. You know, I spent the first few years of my business trying to do everything all on my own. I think it was about, 
I hired my first business coach in 2015, the very beginning of 2015, and I started my business late 2013. So it was about a year and a half where I tried to do every single thing on my own. I tried to figure it all out on my own. I didn't want to share ideas with anybody. I didn't want to talk about anything with anyone because I was like, this is my business. I got to do it by myself. And it was really just an expensive hobby through that entire time. I made a little bit of money. And I spent a lot more money than I made. And I wasn't helping a lot of people. I was getting clients and I was definitely making a difference, but not the difference that I knew I was capable of making. And when I started hiring coaches and mentors and going to networking events, that was when I started to see some real momentum happening in my business. That was when I started to see what could be possible for me and also to see in other people how I didn't want to show up. That can also come, especially if you go to networking events where there's a lot of people just handing out business cards. And what really started to make a difference for me in my business was when I started joining masterminds. So when I was regularly meeting with the same group of people where we were sharing our challenges and our successes, and we were offering insights and feedback and support to one another. And the beautiful thing was when I was witnessing somebody else explain their challenge and when we would all bounce ideas back and forth and support them, I would then have like my own little mini breakthroughs and I would find solutions to problems that I maybe didn't think were big enough to share with the group or that I maybe didn't even know I had. And it was in those masterminds where I was pushed to start doing bigger things, where I was pushed to change my full personal training model and how I offered my services, where I was pushed to raise my rates to be more reflective of what I was actually offering my clients, where I was pushed to own the fact that I am really, really fucking good at being a business coach and that it wasn't something that I should try and hide or be ashamed of and that I should just go out and offer it unapologetically. All of those things happen from supporting myself or surrounding myself with a really supportive group of people who had my back. And even though now I'm not in a formal mastermind, I still have those individuals in my life. I have what I call my work wife who I can hang out with and I can talk about all things business and she'll call me out on my shit when she sees me getting in my own way and I do the same thing for her. I have friends from different industries and different areas of expertise where I can go to and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Can I get some support? And on the flip side, where I can offer that for them, which in turn helps me become a better coach, a better confidant, just a a more compassionate human being overall. So, you know, if you are feeling like you're not supported in your life with the people who are around you, go out and find them. There's so many people out there. You know, we live in a beautiful age of social media and we're always talking about how terrible social media is for our mental health and all of these things. But when used correctly, it really can be a wonderful opportunity for connection. So use social media, use different groups like meetup, find networking events in your community, go find your people and shameless plug here, You can apply to my mastermind and maybe find your people in there too. But even if that is not your thing, even if you want to just start small and find one or two of your people, find your person, that person is out there. It just takes a little bit of extra effort on your part. 
And then on top of that, you know, so that's from the human side of things. We can also really shift our environments to allow us to be in more of a growth oriented state in a state that is really thinking about what's possible for us rather than why shit just sucks and why nothing is possible for us. We can find that or cultivate that, create that in our own lives by really being conscious of what we're filling our space with and specifically our mental space. So I got rid of cable almost a year ago and I won't lie. Sometimes I do miss those moments where I just mindlessly want to put something on TV and I feel like if I put something on Netflix, it's a commitment and I have to watch it. So I just usually sit in silence, but I stopped having cable almost a year ago And it has done so much for my mental health and that I'm not constantly being bombarded by advertisements about products and services and things that are going to help me because who I am now sucks. Um, I'm not feeling compelled to watch the news anymore and to learn about all of the tragedies and things that are going on in the world. I don't listen to the news channels on the radio anymore like I used to. I always listen to talk radio and then every 30 minutes a news broadcast would come on. And so I always knew about who was being shot, what terrible things were happening, all of these things. And while sure, it's important to be informed, I suppose, when we get these uh, messages or when we get this information from traditional media outlets, it's not being delivered to us in a way that is like, hey, here's what's going on and here's how you can help. It's really to contribute to that sense of fear and that sense of unease that our society as a whole is experiencing right now. So you know, I could go into an entire conversation about why we should just not pay attention to the news, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say that for me, that has also done wonders for my mental health. Being selective about the podcasts that I listen to and when I listen to them. So when I take my dog for a walk in the morning, I used to always listen to business-minded podcasts or sorry, business-oriented podcasts, things that were about personal growth and development and things like that. Now, a lot of the time, I either choose not to listen to a podcast Or I will listen to one that is about spirituality or it's something inspirational, something energetic, things like that. So I'm not thinking about work from the second that I wake up. I think about how I want to show up for the world and the impact that I want to make from the second that I wake up. But I don't need to start thinking about marketing strategies and the latest and greatest copywriting hack at 7.30 in the morning. Like We don't need to do that. So... You know, maybe take a little audit of what you are currently consuming. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go super, super in depth. But, you know, what are the media outlets that you are paying attention to? How much news are you consuming? What are the podcasts that you're listening to? How frequently are you listening to them? And when are you listening to them? Could you benefit from a little bit more empty space in your day with just silence? Who are the social media accounts that you're following? Do they inspire you or do they instill feelings of comparisonitis, of imposter syndrome? Do they make you feel less than as soon as you go and look at their accounts? I used to have those. There was one account specifically. I knew looking at what she was doing made me feel inadequate. And even still, I would go and I would look at her account. Like I would go type her handle into the search thing on Instagram. And then I would go and read her posts to feel inadequate. Like how is that for self-sabotage? 
And it's funny because after getting to know her and learning more about her business, I've come to learn that we're in like very similar stages. So it really went to show me that what we see on social media really is just the image that people are looking to portray. And even if it's an authentic image, we can still perceive that in any way that we want to. So go through and do that inventory. What are all of the things that you're consuming? How are those things making you feel? And where do you need to make some changes? I'm not saying cut your cable, stop listening to the radio and get off Instagram like all at once, but maybe there are some Instagram accounts that you could unfollow or hide so you don't see their posts anymore. Maybe you could have a rule with yourself. Maybe you don't listen to the news first thing in the morning. Maybe you put on some inspiring Abraham Hicks recordings or something that's motivational that's going to, you know, get you feeling fired up and ready for the day. And in your physical space, what little things do you need to really feel your most creative, your most passionate, your most at ease? Is it some plants? Is it less clutter? Is it a photo of something? Is it a vision board? Think about what you can do to spruce up your physical environment so that it contributes to your overall vibe of, yeah, girl, I got this. So I hope that this was a helpful conversation for you today. A few action items that I talked about that I'll recap here. First one is You know, just take a look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Are these people that are filling you up, that are supporting you, that are making you want to show up as your best self? If so, awesome. If not, doesn't mean you need to get rid of them, but maybe it means that you need to go out and find some extra people to spend some time with so that you actually can feel supported and feel uplifted. With regards to your mental space, what are you consuming? When are you consuming these things? And are they positively impacting you? If not, what needs to change? And within your physical space, is there anything that you can do to allow yourself to feel more creative, more powerful, more fuck yeah in your day to day? If so, go and do those things, okay? Because, you know, when we feel supported, when we feel like, yes, I can do this, we show up more in our businesses. We do more of the things that our businesses need of us. And ultimately, what that means is that we help the people who we were put here to help. We make the impact that the world needs us to make. And that's really what this is all about. That's what my mission here is. It's to make sure that all of us on this planet are sharing our gifts the gifts that the world needs. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but our world's in kind of a state right now. And we could talk about how bad it is and how terrible it all is. Or we could all just rise up, tap into the magic that is inside of us and start to share it with the world. I think the latter sounds better. How about you? All right, my friends. So if this episode resonated with you, if you have anyone in your life who you think would benefit from getting in on this knowledge, I would be so appreciative if you would share this with them. You could share the link directly. You can, if you open this in iTunes and you go in the little share thing, you can message it to people. Same thing with Spotify, or you can simply take a screenshot of this and post it to your Instagram stories. All of those things are really, really, really helpful to me because iTunes and Spotify Spotify and the podcast world, it's a big world and this little podcast gets lost. So your shares are really beneficial 
And if there was anything that really stuck out or anything that you want to do differently moving forward as a result of listening to this, come hit me up on the gram at Ariana Fotinakis. I will have my handle in the show notes because I know you can't spell my last name probably. And I want to know like what stuck out, what helped you, what are you going to do differently moving forward? Or are you like in a space where you're just fucking crushing it and you just want to tell me about that too? Cause I'm also cool with that. All right, my friends, that's all I got for you today. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll catch up with you next week on another episode of the daily sweat podcast. Mm-hmm.